0: Hello, (laughs) AfterBuzzers.
1: We're here during another AfterBuzz TV After Show for Disney's *Girl Meets World* Season One, Episode Sixteen: *Girl Meets Home for the Holidays*. I'm your host, Kristen Elizabeth Snyder, and joining me, Lee Epstein.
2: Head bobbing, head bobbing. I missed the
1: music. Josh, where we at, man? We were all about to dance. Breakdown. Girl Meets How to Dance. Thanks, Josh.
2: What if it's like, where are the flashing lights, Josh? And where are gone. the flashing
1: lights? He's in the club. And it's
2: gone. And it's back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He can How's that? that? How's Josh? that
1: for a holiday after show? Are you guys entertained?
2: Oh yeah, all right. Enough of the flashing lights.
1: <laughs> if you guys want to call in and tell us how much you absolutely loved this episode, because I know I did, you can call Obviously. us at 424-256-1729. I hope you had time to write that down.
2: Yes, we are in the studio right now. It is Monday, 6 p.m. on the West Coast. Or what time is it? 6.26 (laughs) on the West Coast. And it's 9.26 on the East Coast. And you can figure out everything in between. So if you're watching us right now live on AfterBuzzTV.com, Call us or tweet us.
1: Yes. We had a lot of people tweet us after this Home for the Holidays episode because of everyone reprising their roles from Boy Meets World, which I absolutely loved. I watched it quite a few times.
2: It was, I would say probably <laughs> one of the best episodes. Not only because yeah. of that. I mean, that for sure fed it into all of our nostalgia, but it was a great episode altogether. Favorite part? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, so I'm putting many. it on the spot. So many. Oh, my <laughs> God. I really liked it. Um... So I love okay. I loved when Farquhar arrived in the bedroom.
1: Yes, in the window. In the window. That couldn't have been done any better. Perfect. He was like, I agree. "Hello, ladies." Oh,
2: <laughs> it, just, just, you know, it, it had everything. It had yeah. the new stuff, the old stuff. It was great. Yeah, yeah.
1: It was nice to see Sean trying to escape out a window again. And I mean, the window in Corey's room in Boy Meets World w- was such a huge, huge scene. All the time, either Sean was running away or they were sneaking out the window. So I'm glad that we still have the windows as almost like a character in the show. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump into the episode. All right. So Corey is very excited for Sean to come, and Maya doesn't even believe he exists because he's all. They're just always hearing stories about Sean Hunter, and I feel like this episode was sort of written for the audience who hasn't sure. necessarily watched Boy Meets World because it's all this who's mm. who's Sean Hunter, Ryder Strong. So
2: right, like the younger viewers mm-hmm. are kind of, or the new generation who didn't grow up on Boy Meets World, let's say they're kind of of the. Riley-Maya generation, right. right? They're also kind of wondering, like, what is what is this whole thing about Sean, Sean, Sean? Like, I mean, a lot of people have seen it, but you're right, that it's kind of catching people up. Like, what is the big deal about this guy, Sean? We haven't seen him before. Where the heck has he been? And why does Corey, you know, so, why does Corey care about him so much?
1: I loved how excited Corey was in preparation for him to come. And the fact that he made that Sean and Corey ornament forever. And he, and Topanga's like, where should it go? And he's like, right over our wedding ornament.
2: Totally. I mean, my best, my, <laughs> one of my best friends was here in California this weekend and we kind of, and he's engaged, um, to a lovely girl. And we kind of joke about how it's like, there is this dynamic of, you know, the best friend and spouse Kind of competing sometimes and, and finding mm-hmm. ways to make that work and being friends all together because obviously Sean and Toping are also friends um, but yeah it's a very it's a pretty real thing I think for a lot of people that absolutely whole, you know, girlfriend friend or boyfriend friend or spouse friend balance. I think it's a
1: good problem to have. Until yeah. you get to the point where the other friend is feeling like Sean. Yeah. And I'm not going to go this whole show without saying it. Basically, you know, when he sees Riley, it's been said in the show that that makes him feel like it's reminding him of what he doesn't have which I think, you know, a lot of people probably feel that. I know I do whenever I'm looking at Facebook and literally every single person in my graduating class has added a photo of their husband or their baby So This is
2: very specific to our exact ages, by (laughs) the way. If you don't relate to this it's okay, but I completely I know exactly what you're talking about. I think also, that was another example of something we've talked about before which is that that's a very adult concept you know, Mm -hmm. it's a kid's show, it's on Disney Channel and it's a family show, but that's idea of talking about adults or talking with adults about, you know, feeling that they're missing out on something or longing for something or something is missing from their life. That's not a that's not such a <laughs> light easy concept and I like how this show is able to work those ideas in. That's I think that this was a great example of that of, you know, Absolutely. dealing with Sean's feeling like he doesn't have what his best friends have because they've kind of diverged in life as they've gone to have kids and he has not.
1: Right. It's something we can all relate to and Aside from that, I really, whenever Sean came through the door and, you know, Corey finally did notice that he had arrived and there was, like, that hug where they're pretty much, like, suffocating Augie, I really wanted, as a fan, if I could insert one thing that would satisfy my nostalgia for the old show, I wanted Corey and Sean to do, like, their old handshake. I don't know if you remember how, like monumental that handshake that, right. was, but they, they would slap the hand, they would do a little dance, and I kind of wanted that, or I at least wanted a flashback to well, it. I think that was kind of
2: a question in this episode, right? How much mm-hmm. they were going to do, like, how much was everything going to be the same from Boy Meets World, and how much wasn't it? Like, a, a more subtle one, I thought, because um, I had, had to remember this one, was when, um, you know, when uh, when Corey falls asleep, when Corey and Sean are, like, sleeping, yes. right? <laughs> and, uh, you're so <laughs> proud of <laughs> me <laughs> that <laughs> I'm calling this out. Uh... <laughs> And right, and they do yip, yip, yip. You know, yeah. that's like a little... I mean, that's also... It's a wink. A, it's a wink, exactly. And, and a good one. And the audience, the studio audience, blatantly appreciated yeah. it. You know, which was so cool. That was a... This is one of those episodes where I feel like having a studio audience changes
0: everything. everything. hmm
2: because you could tell, like, these were the fans who they got, they picked up on every wink like that, mm-hmm. which was which was great. You could hear the reactions, and it was real. It wasn't just, like, laugh track. They were really, like, wooing and, you know, gasping. And I, I, I liked having the studio audience for this one.
1: I did, too. That's a great point. And how did you feel about William Russ and Betsy Randall coming back as Corey's parents to reprise their roles?
2: I mean, obviously, it was great. <laughs> I actually felt a little bit like... Um, like Amy Matthews, uh, Betsy Randall's character was a little bit reminded me of Marie Barone from, uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, his, Raymond's mother. And she's always picking on, on Ray's wife's cooking and,
1: yeah. you know, you
2: don't do this right. You don't do that right. And that was a little, I was kind of a little surprised at that. Honestly, at first, right? I was
1: too. And I think that the audience was as well because whenever she said to Sean, are you hungry? And, and then she said, good luck. Um, yeah, I was like, whoa,
2: she's really picking on Topanga's yeah, cooking and homemaking skills and whatever. You know,
1: I don't know if that's maybe her character getting old and sort of, you know, sad that she's not the one in charge anymore. I, I can see that as a natural pro- Progression for a character, but at the same time, I was upset a little bit, and I was also upset a little bit during the show because Sean wasn't happy, and like I was so happy he was there, and I wanted it to be Goofy Sean and Corey show, and no one talks but them. I wanted that. Ooh, more, yeah. I wanted that, and the show kind of turned on itself. It was a little meta in that oh, they were the calling most. it out. You know, so meta.
2: no, even when he says this isn't a TV show.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, why don't you move home and live in the apartment upstairs? and be the crazy uncle, and he's like, this isn't a TV show, this is real life, so...
2: And you're like, wait a second, no, this is a TV show, is it, you know?
1: But we all want that, we all want that, and... To throw in some news, and I'm sure anyone who has watched Boy Meets World already knows that Will Friedle, who played Eric Matthews, Corey's older brother, is coming back to the show in season two. And I'm hoping that if Sean Hunter, Ryder Strong, doesn't take that apartment upstairs, I'm hoping the crazy uncle Eric
2: does. That's
1: my hope. That's my hope. I hope he moves in upstairs.
2: Well... We, we didn't have the prediction lights going on, but it'll it <laughs> come. Your afterbuzz yes. TV
0: prediction.
1: Josh <laughs> Thanks, Josh.
2: Oh my God, that's just a hope. His fingers are so quick, Josh. He's <laughs> <laughs> I... well, we that's have our... operator in the West.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have covered that. He's a machine.
2: Yeah, well, that's why he's got that <laughs> that voice. <No. laughs> I'm basically bonded with this uh, with this uh, board here. It's part yeah. of me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Beep bop, boop, bop. I'm actually attached to this
2: yellow microphone, too. We live here. But there's other news, but I'll save it for later, that I read online today, related to the show. We'll come back leave to it Leave them hanging. We'll come Le- back to it later. Leave them all hanging it's at home. It's not really related to the show, but it's, it's nice. We'll come back to it later.
1: Okay. And Josh, if we get a call, let's please take it.
2: I absolutely will. Please Thanks. call us.
1: Call us, guys. Ask your questions.
2: You know, I'll tell you something about this episode. I love... I'm totally down, and I love Christmas shows, music, Mm -hmm. movies, all about it. I think it's great. I can totally get into it. That said, I can tell you that growing up as a kid who wasn't Christian and didn't celebrate Christmas, that I have a very visceral memory of a certain story, that, and and I bring it up for a very specific reason with this episode, and I'll tell you um, what happened in this episode and why it reminds me of this story. So, obviously they're celebrating Christmas, there's a Christmas tree mm-hmm. but I also noticed that they don't use the word Christmas, they're not saying Merry Christmas and not saying Christmas, they're saying right. holiday and I think that's such a, I really appreciate that in the sense of it's totally okay to celebrate diversity and show that some people definitely do celebrate mm-hmm. Christmas, that's great and that's cool And I, but I think there are so many kids watching who might not be Christian, might be Jewish or Muslim or Hindu or Buddhist or Well
1: anything. Michael, the creator of the show is Jewish.
2: Totally and I thought that this shows the sensitivity of the writers both Michael and also the other writers of like mm-hmm. creating a show that is inclusive and that lets any kid at home say, oh, yeah, this is about spending time with family and friends at holidays and the dynamics of holidays and people coming back. It's not about any one particular celebration. Again, I'm like all about Christmas shows, but I like that it was a little more inclusive and open than that. And it reminds me of a very specific connection because, of course, we're on the Disney Channel with Girl Meets Mm -hmm. World. When I was six years old, 1992, at Disney World, a camera crew from the Disney Channel came up to interview me. Wow! Yeah, and they asked me. They said, uh, "Little boy, what?" It was the middle of November, and they said, "Little boy, uh, what holidays coming up?" And I said, "Thanksgiving." <laughs> and they said, "Well, no, no, like after Thanksgiving." <laughs> and I was like, uh, "You know," and they kept like prodding me and tr- prompting me because they wanted me to say Christmas, duh. And eventually, they were just like, "Okay, what is Santa bringing you for Christmas?" And I said, "Santa doesn't come to my house. I'm Jewish." <laughs> you know, and, I, and this is like a famous story, and that I remember. My family always tells.
1: Did they use that?
2: I don't think so. Aww. So that's why I'm grateful to Michael and the writers for <laughs> you know creating something the Disney Channel for the kid who doesn't celebrate Christmas, where it's just a holiday, and we can all feel included. But
1: well, this I time you were that. included totally, late. totally. And are you going home for the holidays?
2: No. You want to come over for Hanukkah?
1: <laughs> I'm going to Florida for the holidays.
2: <laughs> Maybe you'll get interviewed um, right, if you go to Disney World.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I will remember that Christmas is coming. Um, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll get it right for the rest of my life. Yes. Yeah.
1: So, I also wanted to discuss that it seems that this show, the writers of the show, who do Boy Means World and Girl Means what? they always use the holiday episode as sort of a very serious episode. Ooh. Um...
2: Like with the Thanksgiving kind of stuff and this, or you're saying just in general from boy and girl in general. There are
1: like the more humorous episodes. And then every year for like the holiday episodes in Boy Meets World, it was like very serious serious. and and, and kind of sad almost. What do you think that's about? Because I think the holidays are a time of reflection. You know, a lot that. of people are sort of weird right now. Like, totally. a lot of people didn't go out this weekend, I noticed. It was weird. Um, yeah, people
2: stop and think. Mm-hmm. I think also it's like there's this kind of idealized, romanticized version of and the holidays. Everyone's so yeah. happy and hunky-dory. And, ev- and for some people that's true. And that is a part of it. Mm-hmm. And also for a lot of people there's a lot of anxiety attached to holidays. Um, right. you and know, it's just, right
1: before the new year. And you're like, oh my gosh, where was I last year? Am totally. I going in the right way? And I really like that we got to pick up with Sean's character and find out 13 years later what exactly he's doing. And we find out that he uh, he left whenever Riley was born, and he went off to work for the show, uh, or for the website.
2: That something, Maya looks at Sean. Yes,
1: it's something about, uh, like, the weekend getaways, Mm-hmm. I wrote it down here somewhere, but it's really Hit the Road, I think right. it was called. Oh, right. And basically he just goes somewhere different every weekend and then he lets um, the audience know who reads his blog, you know, is it worth it for the weekend. He sort of is one of those re- reviewers yeah. for like Yelp or, or restaurants or whatever. But he yeah. does it for a very cool job. But he's always on the road, trying out different places.
2: Not surprising. and, and Not surprising, because his it.
1: dad was.
2: Yeah, and he was always kind of like, you know, he references this in his when he's connecting with Maya, which is obviously Mm It's a great connection that, you know, those of us who are fans of Boy Meets World have kind of been making all along, but to have it explicitly there and for the, you know, kind of mirror parallel character of Maya to meet him and to interact face-to-face. that In that, you know, he talks about how people like him and Maya are often running from, you know, their home was not necessarily a comfortable place. Right. Not like there's no place like home. Like, actually, it kind of felt sometimes they wanted to go anywhere but there because there was a lot of anxiety and difficult things going on there right. and and so they shared that so that makes sense that he would do a job that involves kind of getting away from home and running away and trying different things
1: yeah he even says to her you find yourself thinking of other places so escapism right
2: and they, <laughs> they really have that connection which was which was really cool too i mean not just only the character of of sean but also right. how it connects through maya and I could, like again, like there's some. I agree, there's some heavy stuff in there. But-
1: A lot of people had tweeted at us and asked us to explain the bay window conversation between Maya and Sean, and Ooh. so Riley has made Sean confess to Corey, you know, that she he doesn't like necessarily coming home and has been away for so long because when he is there, he's reminded of what he doesn't have. So then she also has the bigger plan of having Maya sit down in the window with Sean and sort of talk about their family and how, you know, her mom was only there half the time, his dad was only there half the time. and And he says, I would never let anyone grow up like that. And she said, you wouldn't? And he said, no. And she's like... You wouldn't, and he's like, "Oh!" And so people were understand, were, like not understanding what that meant.
2: Right? I some people might have thought that was Sean Maya's father or something. That there it was, some was
1: kind of- it was odd. But to me, what that meant, and I had to watch it a second time to to understand. To be honest, yeah, I did double um, no I was like, "Wait, wait what?" Yeah, it, it <laughs> was because there was a lot going on there. So my understanding was that. He says, I would never let someone grow up like that, and he is letting Riley grow up like that. He's not there. It wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. that he said, I would never let my child grow up right. like that. He said, I would never let anyone grow up like that. So he's not being there for Riley.
2: Right. If he's such And a, Maya is calling him out, and, right. and he's coming to terms with that over the course of this episode, that he actually has been absent Absolutely. in Riley's real life, even as an uncle figure, an avuncular figure, if you will, or, or a friendly yeah. older figure. I mean, he's been away.
1: And it looks like he's going to change that because he invites them all on his next hit-the-road getaway. Which yeah. is, which I can't wait for.
2: Yeah, that'll be amazing. I think the intergenerational relationships, you know, it's, yeah, it is intergenerational, really, that go on in this episode mm-hmm. were handled so well. Yeah. It didn't feel at all creepy, and it didn't feel at all, it didn't even feel contrived. Like, it felt genuine, right? That that Sean and Maya and Riley and Corey, and that there were these, and even Josh, we didn't get to this yet, but right, yeah. but... Um, not not Josh Mike uh, It is
1: Joshua, Matthews, <laughs> Joshua played, Matthews played by Uriah Shelton Exactly
2: there we go So Joshua and his relationship with you know with the parents and the grandparents that intergenerational and with his nieces and nephews there's a lot of that going on Right but even how close Sean gets with Maya I mean that's really close that they're having a, almost like a a parallel friend conversation you know that they're kind of on the same plain almost, although he has the more experience. I just thought that was a really impressive aspect of this episode, that there is that friendship almost between the older Sean and the much younger Maya, but it wasn't like weird old guy being No, it wasn't. It it felt genuine. It was handled properly. Yeah, and I thought it was done, treated in a really nice way.
1: I'm excited to see them, and and I have some predictions that I'll mention in just a few moments of what's going to (laughs) happen. Just a few moments. Um, I want to talk about, really quick, before we go to predictions, I want to talk about About when Sean asked Corey when they're in the window what's it like to have kids and he's like that's when my life began yeah, and he well. kind of says to Sean you know you need to find someone and begin your life and I can tell you that uh, that is from Michael Jacobs mouth I, Ex- I word thinking, for oh word God. verbatim it is, that is I think Like his lesson to the world. That's what he wants
2: people to do. I agree with you. And we'll see here. Okay, so here's my little quasi show related news. So when I went on to prep for the show today. Uh Oh, yes. This is TV. Oh, yes. This is
1: exclusive.
2: (laughs) You heard it here first. Um, But Michael Jacob's son Daniel. Oh. Is that the original Josh from when he was Mm -hmm. a baby? Is that right? Well, get this. He is going to Emory University next year, starting college. Just announced it today. So Mazel Tov, Danny, on going to Emory next year. Wow, that's what yeah, you have for us? That's what I got. <laughs> Do we have a sound effect for that? There we go. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, no, we're really happy for you. So, and, That's
1: really exciting. Yeah. And I know, I think he was just celebrating a birthday as well.
2: But we don't stalk you or anything.
1: <laughs> but we don't stalk Michael Jacobs or his family at all. We no, it's just...
2: really funny. I went <laughs> online to look up this to look up something for the show, and the first thing that came up was Daniel Jacobs going to Emory. So I
1: love it. I love wish it. Wish you luck, buddy. Um, but. Before we move into predictions, I just I really did like the message of the show, to find someone and start your life. Because I feel like a lot of people do, like Sean, kind of feel lost in life. And, you know, finding someone to, to really share your life with and then begin that life with them and, and creating your own family. I think that's a huge part of life. And I like that it was in this episode because I feel like so many shows have sort of kept up with the times and almost... Hmm. I feel like we 're sort of going in, in the wrong direction maybe in society, I and mean, it 's not family based anymore, and everyone 's mm. independent and we 're not working together anymore and we 're not even together anymore. So I really like that he 's sort of bringing those morals and values and family back into back on television
2: yeah I mean i think it 's also a way of saying like at the same time it, it is Michael Jacobs and his team who brought a character from a family that did not have two parents. Openly into this show and onto, you know, in, into primetime and into a kids show, right? Like that mm-hmm. Sean didn't have two parents actively in the picture, and same with Maya. And so showing that there are is a diversity in what family looks like while still valuing family and like and still trying to be better than maybe than one grew up or you know to improve oneself, right? So right. that. That Maya, that Sh- Maya is learning from Sean. That he had a similar experience and it was challenging, and he's learning from it. And you know, Corey is kind of teaching him, and Sean is teaching Maya and. So many parallels. Is, there are. And also, <laughs> but I like, that. I think there is yeah. something, it's, it's not only that, like, I don't think the message is only that there's only one kind of family, but that family right. and finding a partner and, you know, and trying to be better and not just kind of accepting negatives of your situation, but trying to stay positive and improve, I think those are the messages that we see here and for sure, and boy, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I heard that a lot in this episode and in that in that aspect as well with, with Sean having kids and hearing it from you know, potentially thinking about having kids or a partner right. and hearing that from Corey.
1: So let's go ahead and move into predictions. <laughs> this is the least yeah, favorite part.
2: After <laughs> <laughs> predictions. Josh, don't, don't break the folly board over, you know, the soundboard <laughs> My finger u- is on yeah. the trigger. <laughs> We've never used it this m- I don't know what's going to happen.
1: I love it. I love it. When I first started here, we would plug songs, we would have dance breaks. Josh, we need to talk, we need to implement these changes.
2: More dance breaks coming.
1: <laughs> you turn it on and I will dance. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> it's a guarantee.
2: Very, you're very responsive to these two prima donnas up here, Josh. <laughs> really, you don't have to be so accommodating. You That's can what just I do. Put us in our place. Just say no. I'm not going to play a song, and you can't do anything about it. But I'm if just, you feel I'm, like it. But I, if, I have to you, say, just to say, casual Boy Meets World fan. It's nice to hear that. I always assumed Sean was that kid who was going to like just like end up as a pool hustler or something and do nothing. <laughs> it's nice to hear that his life isn't completely screwed up. That, yeah. <laughs> and that's not even, you know, fantasy. I went to <laughs> my 10-year high school reunion in between the last episode we did and this one, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it was, yeah. Man, like, people change and go through all kinds they of change. things and pull themselves out of all kinds of situations, and it's amazing.
1: You can either rise above it or you can let it sink you. Indeed. All right, yes. predictions. And I, with I that... Saved it
2: for, I should have saved my news. See, I thought the news sound effect was going to be the prediction sound effect, and I was going to predict that Daniel was gonna go to Emory. Um. But then I got a news thing, so I
1: Well you totally didn't. Threw me um off. but what I'm predicting is since we got this whole Sean find someone, begin your lifeline, I'm gonna take that as next week when we're all at this cabin where Sean Sean is that, taking them to like his job okay. sort of place. I think the girls are gonna try to find him someone. Whoa maybe i mean maybe that's too adult maybe i want too much but yeah. but why couldn't they sort of like push push him to like go on a date with some nice girl that they find who i'm sure well, is selling cookies or something at, at their ski resort where they're gonna be i don't know <laughs> it's gonna be some very wholesome girl it's a
2: prediction it's not like write the whole episode no, i'm writing I, it I, I hear you i, hear you. <laughs> I don't know I, well you know who was missing here hmm. in this episode we had no lucas in this episode Lucas was lot, home for the holiday been having a lot of Lucas lately. <laughs> he was in Texas on his <laughs> private jet where he flies every week New York. <laughs> no but it's true he probably was but um you're yeah you're probably right about that
1: I hope so because we do get one more episode with him this season and so I I hope that the girls How may many be more do we up. have I think it's going to 22 or 23 episodes this season so to, this was 16 this right? was 16 so we have a few more and then we already know there's gonna be a season two. Yes, and it's taping right now. Yeah,
2: here in sunny LA.
1: Yeah, I saw the the pictures of Will from, Fidel set. from set, and I will definitely be tweeting out my picture with Will yeah. because, spoiler alert, he was my all time favorite.
2: Yeah. Oh, you have a picture from before?
1: Oh, I told him when I was working on the show he came to visit and I gave him like the tour of the Girl Meets World set and I told him, I'm like, don't tell anyone but you were always my favorite.
2: That's so funny. Well, maybe we should go visit the set. Maybe you and I, we should take some... We'll take AfterBuzz. Yeah, Yeah. we should go and take some photos. Wouldn't you guys like that? We'll take some photos for you. All right. Videos maybe. Maybe little vids.
1: Maybe we'll I see what we it's can do not allowed who knows we'll find out well guys it's been amazing we 2014 we definitely should what's your twitter where can we follow where, where can we keep in touch with you over this holiday break <laughs>
2: okay <laughs> okay please don't text me <laughs> no you can tweet me it's at Lee M Epstein on twitter and also at Lee M Epstein on instagram I love hearing from you guys so thank you and keep it up and keep following and we'll write back to you for sure
1: Yeah, and you can follow me at Cinematic Escape on Twitter. You can check out my blog, CinematicEscape.com, or we are on Instagram as well, and I'm Cinematic underscore Escape. We'll see you guys in 2015. I'm so excited for the new year. Thanks for joining us.